Hey everyone, welcome to the Shameless Podcast. I'm Srinidhi. I'm Hanya. I'm Abby. I'm Dylan. I'm Emily. And we are the founders of Shameless. Hello everyone, it's Hanya from Shameless. And today I'll be sharing my story about finding my own identity and accepting my own personal journey through life. Hi guys, I'm Hanya, and I'll be sharing my stories today on finding your identity, loneliness, friends, and self-love. Hope you enjoy. So my story starts in middle school. Um, At this time, I struggled a lot with finding my own place in the world. I didn't know who I was, how I could call myself me, or what my identity was made up of. Looking back, I think a big factor that contributed to these thoughts was the environment that I was growing up in, being an extremely competitive school with people already preparing for college in seventh and eighth grade. All the kids had already mastered their skills by the end of middle school and knew all about colleges before they entered high school. They were extremely secretive about their personal lives, but always flaunting their accomplishments. The biggest thing I was insecure about was my skills. I have been dancing since I was eight, but I stopped for around two years, somewhere in the middle, which drained a lot of my skills and forced me to learn them all over again at a later age, very similar to any other sport or skill that you learn. Dance is also a very similar environment as it's a competitive world. Most dancers follow the traditional track of starting at a very young age, sticking to one or two studios and being on point already when they're 14 or 15. I was one of those, but after taking the break, I felt very behind. At school, I felt as if I had no accomplishments because of this, and I was so far behind everyone else. On top of that, I felt out of place when it came to friends. I was looking for something very specific in a friend, someone who would always be there for me, someone who would wait for me after school every single day, someone who shared similar interests and supported me no matter what. Basically the best friends that you see in the movies. Of course, I could not find that, but I saw other people waiting for their friends and I saw other people who seemed so happy with their perfect friendships. I began to feel like there was something wrong with me, which was deterring other people from me. I felt like there was some ugly quality about me that was making people not want to be friends with me. On top of that, I was also facing bullying. There were two girls who would constantly tell me that I did not have a future and that I would not grow up to be anything. They would pinpoint my insecurities, like they could see through me and tell me I had no skills. Then there was another girl who stripped away my already falling apart identity from me. She began to become friends with the same people I was friends with. And although that seems absolutely normal, something felt very off about it. I would become close friends with one person inside of a very large friend group around 10 or 12 people. And after a few days, I would see her talking to that same person all the time. While on my search for the perfect friend, I was also battling against finding someone who would be hidden from her so that she could not quote unquote, take them away from me. 
No one seemed to notice what she was doing, though. I felt like I was the only person that could see that she was acting this way, which also made me feel like there was something wrong in how I was perceiving her actions. The worst thing that she did was take something that was essentially helping me survive school at that point, music. BTS played a very important role in my life as their music supported me through the year when I was facing all of this. That girl was also introduced to them by someone and at first showed no interest. She liked a few songs, but was indifferent to them. After she saw me talking a lot about them and wearing some of their merchandise, she began to talk about them a lot more too. This hurt me a lot because it felt like she took the one thing I wished so hard could be mine and only mine. And it felt like music was the foundation of my identity at that point. So after she took it, I felt like I had nothing that made me, me. This is when the feelings of purpose began to permeate my thoughts. I did not know why I continued to try to form my identity at that point because I felt like she was just going to take everything I tried to build. Thankfully, winter break had arrived uh, and I could get a break from hiding myself from everyone at school. I went back to school trying to keep myself together, even though I knew that my thoughts were not strong enough to keep me together for long. I walked into the library where everyone usually gathered before school started, and I sat down next to one of my friends. She looked up at me and said, why did you ask me so many questions over the break? It was so annoying. She was referring to the questions I asked about the language I was trying to learn by myself that she was fluent in. And to be honest, it wasn't that many questions. <laughs> right at that point, I couldn't take it anymore. I broke. I called my mom and told her to pick me up from school right away. She came to pick me up and asked me what was wrong, but I couldn't express it in any words. I just wanted to stop doing everything. I just wanted the world to stop spinning so I could figure out what was going on and how I could continue on from there. That night, I couldn't do my homework or anything else. I just, I didn't know what to do from there. I felt so lonely during the next few months and I felt like I was putting on a different persona every time I went to school. I would laugh and joke and smile, but it was also tiring because that was not how I actually felt. I also put a lot of pressure on myself to be perfect. I felt like I had to live up to so many expectations, like my older sister, the people around me at school, and just Asian American expectations in general. I was quickly trying to get whatever pieces of an identity that I could find and put it together while also trying to exceed all of the standards I thought other people had set for me. But looking back at it, I think I was just putting so much on top of myself that I was bound to break at some point. Um, hearing about what you have said so far, I can't imagine how stressed you must have felt because I can tell that you were really trying to build an identity for yourself in a time where you felt like you had nothing and people around you were kind of breaking you down and also you felt like you had to kind of live up to identity built by other people. So yeah, I can't really imagine how hard this time must have been for you.
Yeah, to build off of what Emily said, um, you did say how like you felt like there were a lot of expectations that um, were set for you that you had to live up to. And I'm sure this is from seeing how other people around you, what kind of examples they set for you. And uh, I do remember when you were talking about friends too, um, how seeing everyone else with, with um, you know, really solid friend groups around you makes you feel like or even just seeing it in the movies um is also has like also sets the expectations for what friends mean and what it means to have a good friend group too so i think um external factors have a big part in kind of influencing um how you feel about your own identity and so hearing about all the different factors you had to deal with uh, i can tell you it's definitely normal I totally understand how you feel. Yeah, and um, I think that we are our worst critics. And I definitely relate with your statements about how you felt like you had to be perfect. Um, and like, it's just so hard, especially at that age when you're in middle school, um, just comparing yourself to all these people that look like they have it together, even though they probably don't. Yeah, it's just, it's a hard time. And I'm looking forward to see them like how you got through it yeah I can definitely relate to we are our worst critics I think at that time even though I did reach out to some of the people I trusted the most everything they said somehow I found some way to twist it and angle it back at something negative towards me so even though they were extremely supportive and loving it didn't help because I was just looking so negatively towards myself. Going back to the story, this was the height of my emotions. I was confused, frustrated, and angry all at the same time. But after a while, I was able to think more objectively about what to do. Most of the thoughts that helped me through facing these people every day was that there's always a tomorrow. And the idea that the dawn right before the sun rises is always the darkest. My strongest support was my sister and my mother. They were constantly by my side and helped me understand what was truly important in life, me. I was worried about so many things that I simply did not need to worry about. And I took on other people's judgmental thoughts and put it on myself to make them stop judging me. Most of my worries were made by me, but I was just not seeing it at that time. This identity crisis that I went through is not something that happens and then ends. It's a constant ongoing search for who you are. And I don't think you ever achieve it completely. Looking back at it, there wasn't a final moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I you know, shouldn't have done this because that was not worth worrying about. And now I'm perfectly okay. And I found out who, like, who I am and what my identity is. There was never a point. I still am struggling to find my identity today, but the sort of resolution that I found was that you are always looking deeper inside yourself to figure out what makes you you. Whenever I asked what makes up my identity, I always used to say I'm a daughter, a sister, an artist, a dancer, but I don't think those words give my identity justice. Those words don't say much about who I am. The core of my identity is not what I like to do or what I've accomplished, but rather what I value and how my own experiences have shaped the way I see the world around me. 
I shouldn't expect myself to know exactly what I want for my life or exactly what my dream is. I should just try to be a better person than I was the day before. And soon I will know more about my own identity. So I think that it's amazing that you said that because we're always growing and we're always finding out more about ourselves. And I think that more people need to realize that because we feel like we need to put ourselves under a label when we really don't. And just being your authentic self is enough. Definitely. I think that's something a lot of people realize at a later age, which is obviously normal because this comes with experience. Um, But I think it's something people need to put a lot of more thought into and not just push aside because it's very key to our existence. Something that really helped me and ignited a deeper discussion inside of me was a quote by Kim Namjoon from BTS. And I hope that these words can also help those of you who are listening and help you think more about you. In 2015, he said, I feel that sometimes people should be respected just for being alive and existing. In the society we are living in today, we are always expected to do something. We are always thinking about what others think of us and how we can minimize the judgments and the criticisms. Sometimes we should just let go of all of that and we should appreciate ourselves for being alive and living through all of the obstacles that we face. Especially being a teen in the 21st century, we have so many struggles daily and we seem to be nervous every second of our lives. We have already gone through so much and we have not even reached adulthood. We are pushing for one thing after the next, after the next, and we never stop to celebrate ourselves for just getting through it. I think another part of it is accepting who you are right now. No matter how many things you wish you could change about your past, or the things that you know you could have done better had you been given a second chance. We should just accept that this is where we are. This has been our journey and we should be proud of how far we have come and where we can go from here. This journey of self-acceptance and self-love is also not a journey with a final destination and it comes in different forms for every single person. So it's important not to beat ourselves up based on anything we have done or get frustrated because we think we are not doing enough. It is not fair to us, nor is it benefiting us in any way. Just love the way you know how, and everything will find its way after that. I hope this story comforts all of of those who have gone through similar things, and I hope you know that you are not alone. Okay, so I love the way that you said that. I think that it's so true, like everything you just said, because it's so hard to just be human and we really do just need to celebrate how we are today. Like we don't need to wait until we think we are like the perfect person that we wanna be until we celebrate ourselves because we're never gonna be perfect and we just have to accept that. I know how you said that self-love is a journey that's never ending and I also agree with that because as a person, we're always growing, we're always changing. And I also think that A lot of times, as people, we're always looking for something in the future. We're always looking for the next step. We're rarely ever satisfied with what we have in the moment because we're always comparing ourselves to something, whether it be our past selves, our future selves, another person. But sometimes 
when you appreciate what's in the present, there are some moments that like the future can never give you. And if you keep looking to the future, you're going to miss out on all those things. And if you don't love the version of yourself now, most likely you're not going to love the person in the future because there's always going to be something that you're going to be, you know, beating yourself down about. So just, you know, loving yourself in the moment, loving yourself for the amount that you've come so far is, I think you'll find so much more happiness um, in yourself as a person. Yeah, that's definitely true. I think people often forget to enjoy the moment they are in right now. We're always like looking for, you know, when's the next break? When's the next exciting thing that I can look forward to? But sometimes just that peace with ourselves that we have at this moment, we should just soak in because it's rare that we get that. Um, I just want to kind of, you know, backtrack to something you said earlier uh, that kind of, it really stood out to me and I actually had never heard the phrase before. So I was also wondering where you heard it from. But when you were talking about how uh, at the point where you, you know, you were at the climax of your emotions um, and, you know, you were really frustrated with the people around you um, and you mentioned how uh the dawn right before the sun rises is the darkest. Uh, I was just wondering where you heard that from. Do you, I mean, I'm sure like you can't really pinpoint exactly where, but like, was it something someone told you or just like, something you've just repeatedly heard from people? You may not be surprised by the answer of this, but it is a combination of two things. It is a lyric from a BTS song. And it is also something my sister constantly told me at Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that it was a lyric from a BTS song. Yeah, I've noticed a lot with, you know, the songs that BTS comes out with and the lyrics that they write for those songs is that uh, they specifically help with self-love and self-acceptance. So I can totally see how they were able to help you through your difficult times. Um, and so this quote in, in particular it kind of reminds me of there's a rainbow after after the storm that saying um and you know i think this is really true because you kind of have to go through hardships to reach a stronger version of yourself so um connecting back to a journey of self-love uh, you're on a journey and there might not be a final destination but um the growth is really what matters from that so um, whatever you're going through that might seem hard, uh, it's only gonna result in a stronger version of yourself. I really like also how you use this quote because it just doesn't say like endure the pain. It just reminds you that, you know, endure it, but there also be something better. Like it's not forever gonna be like this. And I think to our listeners, I think it's a really good reminder because, you know, there's something that everyone is battling through right now. And I think it's a really good reminder to keep pushing because there is going to be something a lot greater. Yeah, um, Hania, going back to your story, um, I think the fact that you um, reflected and realized that this is a part of your journey um, is already like a big progression and a big step that you made already and yeah I'm really proud of you for that that's really 
I feel like it's really hard to realize something like that at this age. Yeah, I'm just really proud that um, of your journey and how you've grown through this experience. And instead of seeing it as, instead of taking it the negative way and um, internalizing it, that you reflected on it and like learned from it. I just wanted to expand on what Dylan said. I think she made a really great point that, you know, a lot of times people try to forget about these hard times or they just try to like uh, discredit it or um, I don't know. A lot of people just try to ignore these things, but instead you really like thought about it and took what you needed from it. You took what would make you a stronger person and moved on. And I just think that's, something that's really hard and difficult to do. I think, um, yeah, I agree with that. Like if you ignore the maybe bad qualities that you see in yourself or the bad past that you had, um, then you can't really, it, it'll become that much harder to find yourself because you're just gonna try to cover it up with, I don't know, a fake persona or a persona that uh, you see in other people that you think is better than, you know, the older version of you. But instead of doing that, you really analyzed and reflected on, you know, on your past experiences to really find your true authentic self and to actually accept um, that maybe it is different than others or um, accept that, you know, you are the only version of you. Also, I wanted to add that, you know, you would have thought that this experience was like just taking away everything that you thought was your identity, but I think it also, it, it allows you to identify with someone as someone who's really strong um, and someone who, um, you know, keeps fighting, keeps, keeps pushing, and so I think this has really you know, brought light to another part of yourself, um, that you're just a really strong person. You know, that's something I actually never thought about. I've always thought, you know, this is something that took a piece away from me, but the fact is, it might have just added another piece to my identity that I didn't even know I would have gained through this experience. And what y'all were saying before, like, it definitely is not easy. And I'm going to use this in the present tense because I, I like, I constantly think about this still, you know, it's not something that's done. I discredited it. I was like, I'm just going to forget about this whole thing. People told me, you know, like, you should just forget about it. Stop talking about it. Like, it's not going to help if you do this. And to some extent, that might be true. Like, I shouldn't continue talking about these girls because it's only going to hurt me. But I don't agree with the fact that I should just completely forget about it because you should take what you need and then leave the rest behind. I think that applies to so many things in life. You take what you need from people and you leave like all the negative parts behind. That's how you begin, you know, to appreciate people and not just see the negative in everyone. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like we should use our bad experiences to empower us and that is exactly what you're doing by telling your story to our listeners because you're showing how your past does not define you but you used your experiences to help you find more about yourself and i think one of the factors um that really helped you find more about yourself is realizing acknowledging the um 
pressures around you and the expectations. And I had a question about one of them that you mentioned, which was Asian American expectations. I was wondering if you could kind of expand on what those expectations were for you being an Asian American. Sure. This honestly could take another podcast, but (laughs) I will shorten it and summarize it. Um, I think there were two parts to this. One was trying to find my identity as an Asian because I am second generation. Um, I definitely want to learn more about my own culture and, you know, find connections um, to myself. So I think the expectation of actually calling myself an Asian in America was a part of it. Um, And I think a second part of it was, you know, at school, there are only a handful of Asians at my school um, because it's a white majority. Um, And so all of the Asians are mostly, um, you know, in the top 10% of our our grade. Um, And I think the expectation of being smart getting into a really good college, it all like combines into this one extremely tall standard that I was trying to to reach. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And I feel like being an Asian from my experiences already gives you like a definition of what your future should be, but we shouldn't like let this stereotype already like define what our future should be and we should be the ones who decide that for ourselves yeah i think stereotypes just in general um regardless of like race or gender or whatever um plays a big part in self-identity and self-discovery because if you have all these set stereotypes then if you if you are something different than those stereotypes it makes you feel um abnormal and different from the social norms Um, and so if we can just recognize that everyone is different and no one should be categorized into specific stereotypes, then I think it'll be a lot easier for us as a whole society to be able to, um, have more self-acceptance. So I had one question specifically about when you mentioned, when you mentioned being a teen in the 21st century and saying how specifically being a teen and being Gen Z we have a lot of struggles and a lot of we have a lot of struggles and a lot of I guess pressures societal pressures um so how do you think our generation specifically has been impacted differently than other generations I think it's the social media (laughs) because just because like everyone puts their best self on their Instagram pages or any other social media and I feel like that's just the easiest way to have a direct comparison to someone um it's just like a visual comparison and um yeah I feel like social media is just since we have all this information at our fingertips and like access to anything on the internet it's just I feel like that's what makes it so hard for us to get our own identity because we're constantly bombarded with other opinions online or just seeing other people that feel like we feel like are better than us. Uh, just to expand on what Dylan said, 
I also agree that, you know, Gen Z, we're really different from the rest and that we're growing up in the age where we're surrounded by social media. And especially social media is so fast. It's constantly changing. So, you know, there's always something that's better. There's always something that's new. There's always something that's trendy. Like there's always this ideal that's always changing. So it feels impossible to catch up. It feels impossible to feel satisfied with yourself because there's always something better. So it's, you know, it's really hard, you know, to find your identity and find what defines you when it seems like everything is changing. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you guys. And expanding more on like social media, social media can be good in the way that you can like share your different talents and stuff like that. But it can also be really destructive like how Dylan said, when you just see the perfect version of people. I just think it's really great that we have this platform with Shameless um, to be able to use social media in a good way to show that with social media, it's not always, you know, showing the perfect side of people, but it can also be used to show, you know, the more vulnerable and less perfect, imperfect sides of, of people in order to, you know, spread messages and help help people with their struggles um and so yeah we're really using this platform to spread more awareness specifically on mental health and just about societal issues um and so i just i really hope that through shameless like after having this conversation about how the toxicity of social media i just really hope that we'll be able to kind of break the stigma around that um, so I just want to say, Hania, I'm really proud that we have an, an, another story to add to our podcast that can help us with this goal of trying to break this stigma. So I just want to thank you again for sharing this incredible story and spreading this amazing message about the importance of self-love. Yeah, I think these are all really great points, guys. I appreciate your input in my story and your support. Um, it's been a really good time talking to you guys today. So Thank you everyone for listening to my podcast. I hope you know that your identity is what you make it out to be. And the core of who you are is something no one can ever take away. Please love and celebrate who you are today. Don't forget to check out Dylan's story coming out next week and visit Shameless's website and Instagram page.